Hello, everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with News and Views from the Nefarium on Thursday, August 8th, or pardon me, August 10th, 2017. Um, lots of news. Uh, I'm reaching way back a few months uh, to April earlier this year in today's blog and commentary. There's Method to My Madness. We'll get to why I'm doing this in a moment because this year is a significant year for two reasons all right uh i before i get to that i want to remind everybody uh our members here at the website that we do have a uh western hemisphere pacific rim vid chat tomorrow at 7 p.m as usual i'm going to be there early for pre-chat i will probably start early um as I normally do, just to make sure that we get through all the questions. But anyway, a vid chat tomorrow. And the second bit of news I want to tell everybody, the new book is up for pre-sale at Adventures Unlimited Press's web store. The book title is Hess and the Penguins, <laughs> all right? If you've been wondering what the title is, it's Hess and the Penguins. The subtitle is The Holocaust Antarctica and the Strange Case of Rudolf Hess. Now, the reason I'm mentioning that is that Rudolf Hess is part of today's news and views from the Nefarium for reasons that we'll get into. But first, I want to talk about an op-ed piece that was written last April, April of 2017, and appeared on the Russian online uh, magazine called Sputnik. And it was written by Finian Cunningham. This appeared on uh, April 8th of this year. It's a rather lengthy op-ed piece. I think a rather well-argued one. Because the piece is called JFK Killing Lies and Russophobia. And we'll see why this is a significant piece and related to Rudolf Hess when I get done with these remarks. But I want to go back and remind you that earlier this year, supposedly this was one of the years that there was to be a release of classified documents in the archives, in the National Archives, about the assassination of President Kennedy. And this op-ed piece is in response to that release, all right? And I want you to listen carefully because then we're going to talk about Herr Hess. Quote, a recent release of secret memos from the Central Intelligence Agency is a classic case of disinformation put out to further contaminate public knowledge about how and why the president was murdered in Dallas, Texas, on November 22nd, 1963. The American news journal Political headlined an article about the latest declassified information, quote, how the CIA came to doubt the official story of JFK's murder, unquote. From a casual glance, one might think that at last some new insight into the Kennedy assassination may be forthcoming and on the role played by Lee Harvey Oswald pardon me, <coughs> the young ex-Marine accused of pulling a trigger. Not a bit of it. 
The latest batch of CIA memos penned around 1975 do not in any way undermine the official Warren Commission's finding that Oswald killed Kennedy with shots fired from his perch on the sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository and that there was no credible evidence of a second gunman. With the newest release of CIA documents appear to what what the newest release of CIA documents appear to disclose is that the agency was involved in a benign cover-up by influencing the 1964 Warren Commission to conclude that Oswald acted alone in killing the president. Now let me stop. For those of you who've read my uh, book JFK. Uh, the Conspiracy to Kill Kennedy, JFK and the Coalescence of Interests, um, I pointed out that every commissioner on the Warren Commission is tied to factions that most JFK researchers have at one time or another fingered as having been involved in the actual either planning of the assassination or in its cover-up, all right? So in other words, you have ties to people uh, like Huey Long and the Mafia. You certainly have ties uh, with John J. McCloy to the intelligence community, to the banking community, to the Nazis and other people that I think were involved, and so on and so forth. So in other words, I don't think this, that the Warren Commission needed much persuading. What it appears to me that the CIA did, and the other intelligence agencies, the FBI included, that they did was they simply contrived information or a data stream uh, that the Warren Commission relied on to concoct its narrative. All right, so let me continue. What appears to be revealed now is the CIA had deeper concerns that the late Cuban leader Fidel Castro may have indirect, indirectly motivated Oswald. And I remember I was alive at the time, and this indeed was one of the major discussion talking topics uh, among people that were already suspecting even prior to the Warren Commission coming out that Castro and Cuba or the Soviet Union may have had something to do with it. I recall people that were friends of my, my parents having these types of discussions. The CIA refers to a New Orleans newspaper article published two months before JFK's murder in which Castro is quoted denouncing covert American operations against his own life. Now, I'm skipping here a few paragraphs, and I'm going to be skipping again very shortly. Quote, what this amounts to is disinformation planted in the National Archives by the CIA, which upon eventual release gives the impression that a significant revelation is being unearthed. Notice how the supposed disclosures end up reinforcing the official narrative, namely that the American president was killed by a lone malcontent. The only new twist in the official narrative is the CIA conceding that it had earlier suspicions Oswald gained assistance directly or indirectly from the foreign enemies in Cuba and the then Soviet Union. Conveniently, this latest spin feeds into the current climate of Russophobia being whipped up by large sections of the U.S. media, which blames Russia for meddling in the presidential election last year and colluding with the campaign of President Trump. In other words, the latest CIA disclosures are designed 
at burnishing the credibility of the official U.S. account of how and why JFK was murdered while resonating with the deep state effort to oust Trump from the White House. The trouble is, the official version of JFK's killing has already been exposed as a preposterous fraud by numerous independent researchers and writers. Now, let me stop and, and disagree a bit here with the author, because on the one hand, he's suggesting that these documents were deliberately planted at the time in the 1970s by the CIA in the archives of the JFK assassination so that when they eventually were declassified, it would appear that they provided independent uh, kind of corroboration of the official narrative. Now, I don't disagree with that. I think that is, in fact, what has happened in this case. And the reason why we'll get to in a moment when we turn to Rudolf Hess. But I, I doubt very seriously that it was part of a long-term plot to conjure up erisophobia. Now, the timing of the release may indeed have been designed to underscore in a certain kind of subtle psychological way this current meme of, of risophobia, but I doubt that it was part of any long-term uh, plan or plot, which he seems to kind of imply here. But anyway, continuing with his comments, so why was John F. Kennedy assassinated? Because from a personal process of political education, the former Cold Warrior Kennedy realized that his nation needed to normalize relations with the Soviet Union. JFK had set up back-channel communications with his Russian counterpart Nikita Khrushchev to negotiate landmark nuclear weapons disarmament. Kennedy had also set up back channels with Cuban leader Fidel Castro to negotiate ending covert American operations to overthrow his government. The genuine grief and sadness spoken by both Khrushchev and Castro on the news of Kennedy's assassination is on the record, as James Douglas recounts in his book. The notion that either of these foreign leaders would have conspired in or inspired JFK's murder is plain nonsense given the detente initiatives underway at the time. And I concur with that. And in fact, if you want to expand on what he said, recall also some of the allegations that you've probably heard uh, from Richard Hoagland and other researchers that Kennedy was making very serious space joint moon mission overtures to the Soviets and that Nikita Khrushchev had in fact finally accepted these. So in other words, there, there really was no motivation on the part of the Soviets to uh, participate in or plan or be the principals in the assassination, nor was there any uh, such motivation on the part of Castro. So finally, he ends this way. The big deal about the latest trove of CIA memos on the assassination of JFK is classic disinformation, and I'm 100% in agreement with that. Why does all of this matter? If the American state can carry out such a brazen regime change operation, listen to his words, I think he's right dead on here, regime change operation against its own elected president and continue to lie about it for over 50 years, should we be surprised when the same secretive forces today lie about Russian meddling in the election? Anything is possible with such forces. 
And I agree with that. Now, why is that interesting? Well, number one, as I said, there's two reasons why this year is a very interesting year. Number one, this is the year that supposedly some of the JFK assassination documents were to be declassified, and this is what he's reacting to. But number two, this is also the same year, believe it or not, that much of the files on Rudolf Hess are to be declassified by Great Britain. And I've just written, as you are probably now aware, I've just written a book on the Rudolf Hess case. And the reason I wrote it, and the reason I decided to write it so quickly, was because this is indeed the year that we are supposed to be finding out what exactly that was all about. Now, one of the things I want to caution you about is precisely what this author has pointed out. Document releases of this type after such a prolonged period do not mean that that source is untainted. In fact, as he's just pointed out, you have a long time to plant documents, to remove documents, to doctor documents that are in other respects legitimate. And this is, I suspect, what we're going to see happen in the Hess case. As a matter of fact, if you read the book, as you're going to discover, this is already acknowledged as having had, as pardon me, as having happened already in the documents about the case that are known. All right. Now, why am I belaboring all of this? It's because if you delve into the Hess case operation, it too was a regime change operation, believe it or not. And it has deep, deep connections to the deep states, both of Great Britain and of Nazi Germany. In other words, to me, it's very interesting that this is the year that two events which changed the course of history in the 20th century, the Hess case and the Kennedy assassination, is the same year that all of this is supposed to come out. And of course, What's coming out is simply a reinforcement of the official narrative. So don't be deceived, folks. These two events are, are deeply connected to some of the uh, major powers and players on the world scene. And let me warn you now. I believe that of the two cases, the Hess case is far, far more important than the Kennedy assassination because of the profound implications of what it touches upon, all right? But these two things are, are definitely related, in my opinion. So I wanted to bring this to your attention, this article, this new supposed spate of declassified documents concerning the Kennedy case, but I wanted to do it in the context of uh, the new book coming out, and this year being also the year that we're supposed to be finding out more from uh, the British archives about the case of Rudolf Hess. This is an urgent warning of buyer beware, caveat emptor, in, in the case of whatever documents or fake documents or missing documents that might magically have been rediscovered. Uh, this is a, an old practice, as this author correctly pointed out, you can salt the archives with completely spurious information decades in advance of their release as a means of reinforcing 
an official narrative. All right. So be on the lookout for that. Um, this is a very important thing. As I said, remember, we do have a vid chat tomorrow. Uh, I will probably start pre-chat a couple hours before 7 o'clock, and we will probably start the vid chat a little before 7 o'clock anyway because our previous vid chats have been uh, rather enjoyable but extensive, let's put it that way. So anyway, I'll see everybody on the flip side. Bye-bye, and God bless everyone.